What's up, everybody? Hey, welcome back to another episode of White Tales and White Lines. We are back from the holidays. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. We got a special guest in house today, not just on the phone for once. It's kind of nice. We're actually up here. He's up here hunting, and uh, we got him in the studio today just to talk some hunting. So, Doug, actually, we have two Doug Jacksons in here. It's pretty awesome. We got senior and junior. What's up, everybody? So, are you excited to be back in Bates County hunting? Yeah, it's a deer quaffer, right? <laughs> Maybe not. <nice. laughs> it's uh, it's kind of funny up here, ain't it? Sometimes they're, it's it's so funny to me. Like, you know, if you have cameras out on your places, I actually pulled all my cameras on rifle season, so I'm going in blind. Oh boy! So that makes it a little. Is there a little anticipation? Uh. Yeah, with the crops coming out and everything, now it's just trying to find whatever they're eating on. Right. Well, and you know, it's that time of year in Missouri. It's late season, so the rut has pretty well settled down, and the deer are back on the hunt for food, so that's kind of the name of the game this time of year. So... With that being said, so we're going to do something a little different. We're going to we're going to talk about we're going to do some reminiscing. We're going to talk about the first time we killed a deer, um, our first hunts, our first memories of hunting. So, Doug, I'm going to let you go first. You're the guest. All right. Well, I'll start it off. Um, like Brady said, I had my dad here. Also, he's kind of hiding away from the microphone right now, but. I remember growing up as a kid, even just going with him and my uncle and my grandpa, uh, going on deer hunts and just climbing up in the tree with them, uh, sitting on a limb and being as excited as could be, even if I didn't have a weapon with me. Um, it, it was really about all I wanted to do as a kid was hunt and fish. I, I didn't really care to do much else, um, thought about it all the time and was always excited, and when I finally got to go myself, uh, my first deer hunt I ever went on, I sat with my grandpa uh, up against a, a fallen tree. We were in a place that we called the far place, and right off the bat, I had a really nice buck. Probably still would be one of my biggest bucks that I'd ever shot, if I would have shot it. But it came in to about 30 yards, and I pulled my gun up, and the scope was on nine power. And so all I could see was hair. And buck fever was kicking in. I was 11 years old. So I was so excited having a deer that close, that big, you know, right there. And never, never pulled the trigger. It took off to run. My grandpa jumped up, looked at me and was like, why didn't you shoot? <laughs> and I just looked at him and was like, huh, all I could see was hair. <laughs> so that, that, that's kind of what happened. Uh, that deer actually ran over onto the neighboring property and got shot by the the guy over there. So we got to see it, and it was a really nice buck. Man, what about? So you've been you? I mean, you've pretty much been hunting all your life, literally since what eleven? You just said. Well, so when I was growing up, we didn't have the youth hunts. Uh, I didn't get to participate in youth hunts. Uh, they didn't start that until after I was already. Well, I actually got to go on one youth turkey hunt whenever I was. 16 is when I started it, or 18, I can't remember now. Whenever they started, I got to do one. Uh, so, growing up, until I was 11, I just went with them. Right. I, I, 
I went as much as I could. You're just and part I, of the crew. Yep. I, mean, I did drives with them. I'd be a walker, you know, whatever it took just to be out there. Now explain explain what a deer drive is because some people don't know. Well, you know, so we've kind of changed. You know, we talked about this before we came on about how doing things differently back then and things now. Uh, you know, growing up, my family, we ate deer meat. I mean, that was how that's how we survived through the year. I mean, it was rifle season came along. We shot every deer that we could and went out that night as a family. We processed it all, split it up, and that's you know how we survived through the year. So yep. whenever it came rifle season, we were getting deer. So you'd go set in the morning after you got out of the stand. We'd all meet up. And we'd go to different properties, usually properties that have, you know, like long draws. Um, maybe sometimes they weren't as big a timber or thick of areas, but they'd be areas where deer would get pushed into or bucks would have does, you know, pushed away from the other deer in these areas. And you take two or three guys, depending on how the size of it, you know, where it was at, how you could be, would be standers. They'd go find, either we'd be up in a stand or a certain spot, you know, we had our spots. We, we'd done it so much, we knew where everything was. And then you take all the rest of the guys and you just walk through that timber. And so basically, anything that's in there is going to go out the other end. Right. And so, it, you know, it's a really effective way to to get deer. You know, as we as we came, you know, changed, and now where we're trying to shoot, you know, bigger deer, it's still effective for for bigger deer. But with having our areas, we now we're not as much inclined to get in there and actually push deer out of our, the places we wanted to be. Right. You know, back then we didn't we weren't managing, we weren't weren't trying to you know keep you know, deer in our home areas or have sanctuaries. We were, we're just trying to kill deer. Yeah. Put meat in the freezer. Right. That makes sense. Now, what's your, what's your first memory of hunting with your dad? <laughs> yeah. First memory. I, heck, I, I remember going, I, th- I feel like we were bow hunting, uh, same place, that place that we called the far place. And I remember going to this area and there's kind of like a hole, um, in the timber it was kind of up on top, and there was like a little area, and there was a stand in it, and it was in a pin oak. So there was hundreds of limbs. Yeah. And I remember going up in there, you know, with my dad climbing up and like literally just you know standing and sitting on limbs that were you know two or three inches in diameter. And you know, I, I can't remember what I was wearing. I mean, you know, some old camouflage that I had or whatever. And like, I just remember sitting there and and hunting. And now I'm like, I, I'm uncomfortable sitting in a deer stand. Right. Like, I was so excited then. Like, I didn't care if I was sitting on a two-inch limb. I was just out there. Yep. And I, I, that was, like, that's the first, like, memory I remember actually going out and sitting. I mean, you know, I remember before that, we, dove hunting. I was, I was the, I was the dog. <laughs> you know, we didn't have dogs. We didn't have trained dogs. So, so I'd go around, and I would, people would shoot doves. I'd go get doves for them, take them to them. I'd go to the, whoever had the cooler and take drinks to people. I mean, I, I was the runner, you know, as a kid, and, and that was that was just fine with me. I remember doing that a lot. Um, you know, we did a lot of fishing back then. I remember going spoonbilling as a little kid, and, and you know, I was growing up. I was you know paper thin. I was a little guy, a little Ethiopian kid, <laughs> and uh, you know, I remember going spoonbill fishing, catching sixty, seventy pounds spoonbill that. <laughs> You know, way more than I did, but yeah, you know, I didn't care. I, I was just long for the ride. That's uh, that's actually funny because the very first time I ever went spoonbill fishing was with you guys, and I was so scared 
Because I knew if I hooked onto one, my ass was going in the water. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to hold this thing by myself. Yeah. And we went at night. The first at time. night, yeah. So. We had little red flashlights on our heads. And I'm like, oh, God, please don't let me catch one. Uh, yeah. Oh. So, okay. So now let's go to senior. Now, talk about your childhood. What was your childhood like hunting-wise? Like, well... The first time I ever got to go hunting, I actually was went deer hunting. I was 12 years old, and uh, we used to hunt over at Osceola, and uh, we went a few weeks before and put our stands up, and we made the stands ourselves. There was just old little metal stands. You, your back had hurt, your legs had hurt, you know, <laughs> it was, they were junk. They're like 12 inches from yeah. the platform to the seat. Yeah, but... My uh, dad took me up there, walked up this old logging road with me, and uh, told me to go get my stand, and he'd just go up the road a ways. And so I sat there, and it was cold. I don't know what I had for clothes back then, but they ain't nothing like you got now. And I, right. was, I was frozen. I seen I was seen him walking back down the road, so I got down over to him. I said, I'm frozen. He said, well, you go back up there where I was, and I'll stay here. If you get cold, come back. So I went up there for a while. I don't know if I was cold or scared, but I come back, you know. <laughs> and uh, he went back. Well, in the meantime, I'm standing there, knelt beside this old brush pile, and I hear something look up, and here comes this buck, and all I had was a lever action, 30-30, no scope, open sights. This deer steps out on the log, and probably 30 yards from inch. Shot him, dropped him. <laughs> I was all excited, you know, and he... Heard some commotion, and here he come down there, and uh, he thought, well, that's a pretty nice buck, you know, and the guy that owned the land also come up there, and I've never seen this done before. To this day, I've never seen it done besides then. Them two picked that deer up, hung it up in the tree with a rack, and we gutted it like that, hanging by the horns in the tree. He <laughs> gutted my deer, and I just thought that was so so cool, but that... That was my first experience deer hunting. My first time ever going the first morning, and I, I got that at 12 years old. I got that buck. I think it was like a eight or nine point. It probably busted up, little thing. I didn't care. Right. Heck, I used to shoot anything. Growing up, I, I remember seeing a picture. and My dad was a lot like I was, just a little guy. And there's a picture with him and his brother. And his brother's older, and he shot a buck. It was a buck also mm. that morning. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a little you know, four corn or whatever. And then my dad's got this one. And, and I mean, for our first buck, it was a real nice buck. And, and you just got my little dad just sitting there with his buck holding up when you got David sitting there. So, and I always just remember as a kid, it was just so funny. <laughs> and it's funny now. Cause like now I don't think anything's changed throughout the years as far as the want to of going to the woods and going hunting. If anything, it just gets better and better every year because we're all, it's up. It's like an inside competition almost. It's just fun. We we all want to see each other get get good bucks, and it's it's just turned into something that is exciting and a little. It's not it's not really a competition. What's the word for it? There's camaraderie, yeah, involved I, in it. You know, you're always so. I I really like taking other people and getting other people involved. I've always yeah. I've always been. You know, if if I had land and I I could afford it, I mean, I'd be a guide, but. You know, I wasn't blessed with that, so it's not to work, and I just do it on my free time. But uh, you know, getting other people out there, and, and then, like you said, like 
you know, to get someone, whether it be their first year or their biggest year or, you know, anything, like, mm-hmm. I feel just as accomplished, you know, and, and that's, you know, I can only enjoy it so much. Right. So if I can enjoy it with other people, it just, you know, just doubles the fun, you know, so that's, and, and I probably, you know, we get that from, you know, my, my dad was saying that, you know, his dad is the one who took him. It's actually, you know, it's his stepfather, it's my step-grandpa, um, but you, you never would know the difference. You would never, you never know that, you know, he married my grandma after, you know, the, the boys were older and stuff, but he's the one that got us all into hunting and stuff. And, you know, as a kid, I, I took, tagged along his shirt tail as much as I could, and, you know, he seemed like this big burly dude that, you know, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't want to take anybody or whatever, but he's the same way, like, you know, he wouldn't even care to shoot. Like he, he just assumed take you and let you shoot, you right? Know, or whatever. He didn't. And you know, I think that's what got passed down through all of us is that mm-hmm. is that you know love of just taking people and being there. And you know, it doesn't matter if I shoot it, you shoot it. We, you know, we got the deer, right? And like we like even for me, like uh, when it comes to bow hunting, like I had I had never really rifle hunted either. I I killed a buck one time. I killed an axis in Texas, and it was in the dark. The light come on to the feeder, and I sat out there with a 17 HMR, and he come out, and I shot that buck right in the eye, and he fell over backwards. That was the first deer I ever killed in my life. So you're talking crazy talk to us Missourians. Yeah, yeah exactly. So Lights coming on. Right. And so, like, you know, Texas with Axis, the exotics, There's you can shoot them at nighttime. You can spotlight them. You can do whatever because there's so many of them. Well, you know, you'd get, like, Put under the jail up here if you pulled some crap like oh, yeah. that. So, so Brady, I know you know here we are all the time. So, so when was the first time you ever went deer hunting? Like actual like whitetail deer hunting? It wasn't until I was up here, honestly, and it was because of you guys. I mean, uh, so so how old were you? I mean, like, roundabout twenty, mid twenties. Yeah, mid twenties. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first th- the first thing we did because I didn't even go gun hunting really. We were going bow hunting, and I had gotten a bow from a friend of mine in Oregon. Yeah, I remember. And it was uh, like they met me in Las Vegas during the NFR with this bow. And he told me, he said, okay, look, I'm going to give you this bow, but you, he said, I'm not going to sell it to you. He said, it's old. He said, but I killed some of my first deer with it. And he said, the rules is you can't sell it. you got to give it away to somebody else. And I thought, okay, that's cool. Well, I get this thing, and it's like a 1970s model. It's like the same bow that my dad shot his first year. Right. It's, it's like a, I think it was a, a Martin Ocelot was the name of it. And, I mean, I had that thing, and I, we went to the bow shop, and we got it set up. And, of course, I was not – I'm not used to bow hunting, so, like, it was – I bet I was only like pulling back like thirty eight and a half pounds. Like it was, I remember having the the limb bolts were backed out as, like to the last thread. Yeah, like uh, I was afraid that thing was going snap just explode. Like, but so it was it was we were actually down in Springfield, and we went out, and um, I went out with your dad, and we went out to a property down there, and I had never in my life gotten in a deer stand. Or in a tree stand. So this is the first time you'd ever went bow hunting. First time you ever got in a deer stand. Yep. First time, like first time ever going whitetail hunting. First time really ever whitetail hunting because I'd really never done it, you know. <laughs> and uh, your dad was like, he walks me to the stand and he he's like, okay, here's the ladder. He's like, get up there and put your harness on and. So so you got you got like red carpet treatment there. That you got walked to the yeah tree. I got walked to the stand and it was probably an evening hunt, so it was daylight. Uh, no, it was a morning hunt. Oh, it was, it was a morning. morning. It okay. was morning. So it was, and like me, like 
I'm not real big on walking around in the dark and crap like that. I am now. Then I was not. See, we, we all got started out as, hey, your stand's that way. Yeah. Get after it. Go find it. <laughs> you just get, if, you, if you come to the creek, you've gone too far. Turn around and come back and look for it. But I remember crawling up that thing, and I knew it was high. And it probably, now looking back, it wasn't quite as high as I thought it was. But I felt like I was 60 foot in the air. If it was one of dad's stands, it wasn't that high. <laughs> and I get up there. And it was kind of sitting on a it was on a hillside, so it yeah. seemed so much higher well, on one side. Okay, yeah. So you, see now, so that's the difference being from up here in Bates and then being down there around Springfield area. You actually got the hill, so yeah. so you might have you might be 16, 17 feet one side, but then the other side might be thirty five. Right. Yeah. But I remember I crawled up there, and once I got up there, and I I hooked my harness right away, and I was so scared. I sat there until daylight, hugging the tree. Like I was afraid to, like I was afraid to turn around and sit down because I thought, oh, if I fall off this thing, I'm done, you know. And I mean, we hunted that morning, or that, yeah, it was that morning, and I think he he actually shot one that morning. I think. I don't, I don't remember. I don't um, Do you remember if you saw any deer? We did. We seen some deer. There was some doe that come by, and it was it was crazy because they, I mean, they were far enough away where I wasn't gonna shoot them, you know. But just to be able to see them. You know, your old heart starts pumping, yeah. and it was it was super exciting. And then it's like you just created a monster with that because now it's full bore all the time. So if you if you looking back on that, what do you do? You remember what you were wearing? Yeah, we bought some like some Walmart camouflage, and that was. And I think I actually borrowed a a suit from you. I think it was a set blocker suit. Yep. Was it? I mean, was it middle like middle of year, so it wasn't too cold, or what? It wasn't too bad. Early season, wasn't it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it was early season, so yeah. it wasn't too bad. That's, that's a good time to be going out as like your first time, or, or you know, be getting started. You don't have to worry about freezing and worry about having heavy clothes and all that. So later, good. later that year during gun season, we went down there and froze our butts off, and we sat in that shooting house, mm-hmm. and we were sitting on concrete concrete benches, oh. and oh my gosh, it was so <laughs> cold. Was it was terrible. But yeah, that was. I mean. That was kind of that's what started it for me, and it's exciting. It's fun, and now it's like we try to like I can honestly say that because of you guys. Like even you, like you were there for my first turkey, yeah. and I mean I about that last time a little bit. Yep, like that's you guys have just like you guys were saying. You guys have started somebody else. You know, it's crazy. You know, like you're. You know, we talked about our first you know hunts that we remember, and uh, you know they were rifle hunts. And you started straight out into archery. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I remember my first. I don't remember my first archery hunt because, I mean, I was probably out there way too early. I, mean, I was out there probably. I was out. I was out archery hunting before I ever rifle hunted, but I never shot anything. Right. I mean, I, I was out there, but I mean, we we used to shoot a lot of three D shoots. So I mean, my shooting ability was there. I, you know, I, I was probably pulling. I, don't know, I was probably pulling thirty five, forty pounds at the time. So I mean, I, you know, I probably probably could have killed a deer. I shot. Over a lot of deer, under a lot of deer. I didn't have any clue how far they were. You know, I'd be like, oh, it looks 30, and they probably 50. I, you know, I have no clue. But uh, I remember my first deer. I really have two first deers with a bow. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> you laugh. Uh, my first deer ever that I shot with a bow, I kind of, it has a disclaimer with it because we were actually hunting on Vitazine, a piece of property um, that we hunted on forever. We, it's where we had our deer camp and everything. And, uh, I had my stand. I mean, 
I think it got passed down to me. I think it originally started out as Dad's stand yeah. by the creek. And we had another stand that was, I mean, you know, what we call the Travis's because it's where Travis always sat whenever he was up. And how far do you think they are apart? 400? 400, 500 yards apart. And I remember, you know, bow hunting, getting there, sitting there. And I remember hearing the god-awful commotion coming my way. Like, I, I mean, I didn't know if I was about to get ran over by some, you know, buffalo or what. <laughs> and I turn and I look, and here comes this little buck. And, and you know, I mean, it was, it was really a spike, but it had, like, half-inch high guards and another little point, like, on it or whatever. But, you know, this is back in the day where we shot whatever. There was no point restriction. There's nothing. And that, this deer comes running up there, and, I mean, it's snorting. and I mean, I think it's, like, snorting, grunting, like it's ready to fight. <laughs> and I pull back. It runs up to about 15 yards from me. I pull back. I shoot, and I spine it. And this deer, you know, does the kick, falls over. I end up shooting it again. I can't remember if I end up shooting it three or four times. I, don't, I mean, it looked like a porcupine by the time I was done. <laughs> I end up getting up. Getting out and go down there and I, you know, cut his throat to finish this deer off. And once I get down there and do this, I realize, you know, this is way before cell phones or anything, that this deer had already been shot. So this deer came running to me and it was making all this noise because it had already been shot. And it was just, you know, trying to get the heck out of there, trying to live. And it actually ended up that dad had actually shot this deer <laughs> out of Travis's stand. And it ran that 400, 500 yards over to me. And then... Even the small buck like, ends up getting like three more arrows in it, <laughs> and still is like trying to live. I mean, that, you know, it just goes to show how tough they are. And, you know, obviously our equipment different. I mean, I was shooting like a, a PSE Bandit or something. You know, shooting some some type of fixed blade rod, probably Thunderheads. I'm, you know, yeah. it, it just this deer just wanted to live. You know, and and so I take that one as kind of like that was my first deer with a bow. You know, I shot it and stuff, but Dad had already shot it, and so so it's kind of like. You know, is that my first one? Is it not? You know, kind of, it you know, kind of goes in. And then my other one, and and I remember this hunt like I mean, it's like I remember like it was yesterday. Is me, my dad, and my uncle Mike were going hunting, and I had a stand. It was called the pond stand. It was one of my favorite stands. We get up one morning, and it's pouring rain, and so we're like, nope, we're not going hunting. And this is. You know, like like I was just saying about something. This is you know we didn't have no deer cast, we didn't have no hunt stand. You know, it was no weather bug app that you could look. So we're like, no, nope, it's pouring out there, but everyone's up. Well, about that time, it starts the rain starts letting down. So we're like, oh, you know, we gotta go. And then we came up every weekend. We were gung ho. We went hunting, and so we we get all ready. We drive over. We're like pulling into the to the driveway of the property, and it starts raining again. <laughs> and we're like, oh no, we're not getting wet. We're not gonna go out there and rain. So we turn around, we start, we'll just go eat breakfast. So we turn around, we start driving town, stops raining again. So we drive back, pull in the parking, back in the driveway, and like as we get there, it starts raining again. But it's not raining that hard. We sit there for a minute, and it like let up a little bit, and finally I'm like, I'm going hunting, and I take off. So we go hunting. And I remember getting to a stand, and it started pouring again. And I mean, I had some kind of rain jacket on, it was probably some crappy stuff. And I remember sitting with my bow in my lap, looking between my legs at the stand, water running off my uh, hood, and being like, what the heck are we doing? Why didn't we go eat breakfast? (laughs) And uh, I sat there, and it starts letting up. It finally starts to let up a little bit, you know, probably, it's probably about 30 minutes after daylight now. And it's starting to let up, and I don't, 
like I don't know what it was, but the, this it's in a horse pasture, and and it at the point of the of the timber. There's a big pond over the side, so there's it's really kind of an open like grassy area. But I I'm looking down at the stand, like I said, and I hear a twig snap. I look over my left shoulder, and at like seven yards, there's this little buck coming, and so I stand up, draw back, and I shoot him at. I mean. He was five yards from the base of the tree, probably. You know, runs off and goes over. And so, you know, that's my first, that's the one I'm like, you know, I did that one. That was all by myself. And, you know, I just remember because, like, you know, with the, the rain and stuff, like, I, it just sticks in my mind. I was like, every day, I, I could do that one every time. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stuff that, like, that. that's what makes hunting so memorable, though, is, like, things like that, things that happen to you while you're going, like, I was chasing a, a pretty good-sized deer, and I had him on camera for two years, I think. And then the one morning I go out there, and I'm like, okay, I got my scent thief on. Like, I'm ready to roll. And I, I go, and I walk, and I trip and fall in a creek, <laughs> walk into the stand. And, like, I'm soaked. And I'm like, oh, this is terrible. Well, I get up, and I crawl up my tree, and I'm sitting there in the dark, and all of a sudden... Yeah, it sounded like an elephant running through the brush, you know. He had obviously something had obviously caught my scent, and in my mind you say, "Oh, it was him," but you don't know. I mean, it could have been a freaking uh, a skunk. I mean, you know, when when it is so quiet out there in the woods, a squirrel sounds like an elephant. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. But I tell myself all the time, "Oh, that was that deer," because then we'd never seen him again until later on. It was, I think, it was the next year, and we shot. I shot, I don't know if it was him or the smaller one, but I was sitting out there and all of a sudden I was like, okay, this is dumb. I'm leaving because it was just about dark. I could barely see through my scope. And I stood up at the base of a tree and I'm talking to myself, turn around and there's a doe out there. And I'm like, oh, and I happened to glance over like 10 yards behind her and I just see antlers and I'm like, holy crap. And so like instant shakes. Cause that was my first, that was my first whitetail with a rifle and instant shakes. And I like lean over and start like sidestepping to a branch that was sticking off of a tree, rest my gun on it and just smoke him. And here there was another one behind him that was running off. Well, I thought it was him. So I was like, Oh no, he's getting away. Boom. Thank God I missed because the one I shot was laying right where I shot him at. Yeah. Oh, well, it's, it's funny. You're saying, you know, you're talking about. You know, hunting a certain deer or whatever, and then you you know you bump something, it runs off, and you just think it's that deer. You know, back then, you know, I mean, in this, I say back then, and for you, this is you know five years ago, maybe, right? And but even still, you know, the difference with having cameras and stuff now around your stands and stuff like, you know, now now you hear something, you run off, and then you know you go check the camera later on, and you're like, oh, he was there when I was walking in. Yep. You know, and then you didn't like this year. You know, we talked about my wife shooting the first year we had on our property. So we actually had a decent, you know, eight point in there. And so she went in and she said she heard a deer blow and run off as she walked in. Well, of course, she brings the camera or the card, the SD card out when she comes in. And, you know, she got in her stand at like, you know, 535 or whatever. Well, at 530, there's a picture of that buck in the camera. And then at 534, it's running off. Right. You know? so, so, like, now you know, you're like, yeah, that was that buck that was there. <laughs> now, do you think, so, like, you know, going to from things back then where you got, Nobody had cameras. You know, I'm sure scent was always, I mean, did you guys just throw your stuff in some cedar bushes or? Well, that, you know, it's funny because, so uh, that was, I brought that 
kind of stuff around you. They, these guys, you know, my dad, my uncle, something like. Obviously, they hunt to win. You, you know, anybody that's ever really hunted and like tried, you know, well, you know, even when I first started, I remember like even doing deer drives. Like, mm-hmm. okay, the wind's out of the north, so the deer are going to want to run to the north. They're going to want to run into the wind, so we got to do it this way or whatever. If not, it's coming from the, the west. They're going to run out the side, and and you know, and so the wind. You always hunted the wind, but I remember as a kid being the one that started like I'd find you know like cedar branches or some leaves and I'd have like a bag and I'd like stuff it all in there and then of course like you know next year I'd open it up and there'd be mildew and mold all over everything because I left it in there all year or, and stuff but like you know these guys didn't really get into like you know scents you know hunting with you know using deer scents even or, or cover scents you know I remember really the first scent stuff that these guys I remember was the scent wafers the wafers yeah you know the fresh earth scent wafers and, and you know dad and David started those and you know, we all smell like he ran out and jumped in that pile of dirt. Yeah, dirt wafers. But pressure. And it's funny because, like, like even like cameras nowadays. Like, do you think the cameras sometimes take the thrill of the hunt away? Uh, I, no. I mean, I, I don't think so because now, I mean, half the time I get just as excited. It's like Christmas going just check cameras, right? And and to be to do what I want to do, and you know, is I want to. You know, harvest mature deer, hold out for certain deer. Sometimes, you know, that has brought a different aspect to hunting. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know. I know it's not you know exactly the same, but it's like before it was like I was playing baseball in a rec league, right? You know, like you're just you're just out there playing baseball, you know, trying to win a couple games here and there or whatever. But then, uh, you know, everyone gets a trophy at the end or whatever. Now it's like. I'm actually playing for something. Like, I'm trying to get to the next level. Or, right. Or whatever. You know, it's kind of like, it, it's like playing recreational and then trying to, you know, try to bump it up. That's It's kind of like, you know, how I, I see it now. So so with cameras and stuff now, I'm like, okay, you know, I have a good deer. Right. I have some deer that are over 140 inches. I mean, I my buddy and his father-in-law for, for a long time called me 120 Doug. <laughs> I, I mean, I, every deer I shot was mm-hmm. between 120 and 125. I mean, I have... I have like four deer that I shot within probably three or four years that scored above 124 and a half, but under 125. Right. And you know, I just could, I never, never got over it. And um, we ended up once I got out of the academy and moved to Bates County and started putting my cameras up and stuff. And I actually started seeing deer. I was like, you know, I have deer that are over 150 inches. Mm-hmm. I have multiple 140s. Yep. You know, I finally was able to be like, you know what? This 120 inch eight point that's coming by, I'm not going to shoot it right. because out of this stand, out of this location, I know that there's a 140 inch deer here. Yep. And so the first year I, you know, I lived here, I shot a 157 inch eight point. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, big massive deer. I had him on camera, and and from then up until the last two years, because I hunted with my buddy up north, every deer that I had shot, I had on camera. Right. And so. You know, I, I had him on camera. I'm like, that's a target buck, and then I'd end up, you know, shooting that deer. So that, so I don't think it takes away from it. Now, you know, I do miss some of the just going out there and being surprised, and right? The kind of the old school of, you know, having everyone around, you know, throwing on whatever you had for camo or whatever, and just, and just kind of going. I mean, you know, that was fun, mm-hmm. but you know, I, it, it's not just. It's not just fun. I mean, it is fun, but it's not just fun now. I'm serious about it. So I don't think it took away. I think it just added another aspect. Right, because there's, like, there's some people that think that having cameras, they're like, well, that's cheating. I don't 
I don't see it that way at all because, and it was because of like because of you personally, because you know we we talk hunting quite a bit, and so you're you're always like, okay, well, you want to kill something mature, so you get those bucks on camera. Well, then you know what you got instead of instead of going out there with no cameras and a hundred and twenty. 120 inch eight point that's two and a half years old walks out and you smoke him well if you would have just waited two more years he might be a 150 inch monster you know yeah you never know what they're gonna turn into and and just because you have a camera out and you have deer on it does not mean you're gonna kill those absolutely not that's where you know the people that say you know oh it's cheating i was like i can have a thousand cameras and not kill a deer now if you were using video and like tracking them when they're like following them with the drone or something (laughs) that's a little bit different like, this is the first year for me I've ever, like, I've had a buck on camera, and he was on camera since the time I put the cameras out, and he was kind of a regular guy, and that's the first time for me to ever shoot one that I've had on camera. Well, you guys even went a step further, something I haven't done yet, and, you know, I, I threaten to do it everyone, you know, about every year, but you guys actually, being out of state and stuff, so you ended up getting the, the cell cameras, yep. you were able to, you know, really see even being out of state what was going on here so that way when you came back you could capitalize on yes. it and, and you know make the most of it know where to go and you know so I mean that I mean obviously that made you that gave you something to strive for while you're waiting to go hunt right and I mean and you can ask <laughs> Doug Senior over there like that was sometimes it was terrible because you'd sit there and you'd be getting pictures and I'm glad we did not get the one pictures we got until after we got back because probably glad that they didn't come to my email too yeah because <laughs> i wasn't out of state <laughs> oh it was it was we'd be sitting there in the office and we'd be going through pictures and like a good buck would come by and we're like oh it made it so hard not to be like okay i'm dragging up i'm going home because it's hunting so, season we're missing it i can just imagine so uh three years ago now when i shot moose mm-hmm, yep. okay so it was three years ago when i shot moose and you know it was early season i'm I had been having good bucks on camera and other places stuff, and I finally, you know, I have a good spot. I had some deer there. I go in, I check my camera, and I remember flipping through my camera, saying, you know, every time I go and like pull a card, especially if it's in a new place, whatever, I'm like, man, wouldn't it be crazy if I, you know, flipping through my cameras, I have a 170 inch buck on there, or if I have some crazy non typical or whatever. And I remember, you know, clicking through, clicking through, and all of a sudden, boom, I have this non typical, <laughs> you know, 14 point velvet crazy buck on camera and i was in my kitchen i was at my bar on the on my computer i was by myself and i click and i see it and i just remember being like oh and like i like ran a lap around my own kitchen and like i mean i was like oh i was like so excited like like doing like the, like charlie brown stomp and just be like oh you know and i'm like i'm gonna kill that deer and, yep. and you know and like you know we talked about last week i mean i hunted him twice and got him mm-hmm. but like just the excitement like i mean i remember like I like, I like sending pictures. Like as soon as I see them, I take pictures. I send it. Like, look what I got on camera. Look what I got on camera. You yeah. know, because like it, it, you know, just the excitement of like once you see it, it's like okay, I am willing now to not shoot another deer besides that. One. Right. And you know that might mean go home empty-handed. Yep. Or you know wait through the season and then at a certain time be like okay, uh, you know now I will shoot another good buck. But you you know I'm I've been spending my time going after this one deer. Right. I know, it's, and it's crazy, too, because, like, and it's funny because cameras sometimes do not do them deer justice because, like, the one I shot this year, like, he looked pretty good size on camera, but then when you when you shoot him and he's walking, especially on the hoof, when he is walking in front of you 
and everything is going on. You know, you're trying to get your bow up right and and waiting for him to step into that spot, and it's all like tunnel vision almost. It's like you're just zoned in and you're focused, and you like for me, I had to tell myself stop looking at his horns, quit looking at his horns, like look down, find a spot on his body, and focus because otherwise. I know I'm going to shoot this thing over his back, and he's just going to run off. Like, just you know, that's pictures. I mean, you know, talking about trail camera pictures, uh, photos, of people shooting deer. Like, you never know. And that's you know, I have pictures of deer that. Well, I have a picture of a deer that I shot with my bow. That's 124 and seven eighths. And the pictures, he looks like he's 150 inch eight point. Right. I mean, like he looks huge because of how we took the pictures. Mm-hmm. And and you know, it was just a good camera. It was, my wife had gotten a you know real nice like digital camera we took good pictures the next morning you know out in the yard like it just made them look good yep and then i have pictures you know that buck i shot last year with my rifle you know he's 150 inch buck super massive but he's narrow if the pictures you know like we took some real quick pictures because we were in a hurry trying to get stuff done i had to go to work and like you know you see him you're just like oh yeah i mean that's a good deer yeah but and in he's, person he's, he's awesome huge, like, yeah he's <laughs> huge compared to that other deer yeah yeah it's crazy and what about you doug like i mean you think I mean, do you enjoy the, the cameras now, or do you prefer it back the way it was? Oh, it, it's exciting to see what's on the camera. I, I enjoy knowing what's out there, especially when we are working out of state and can't be home to yep. hunt and be out there. It, it's nice to know what's there, but it can be deceiving sometimes, you know, on uh, they can be bigger than what you think and they can be smaller than what you think absolutely you know? <laughs> and, I, and it, it, it's all kind of back to the angle thing like the way they stand in front of a camera it, it, angle the camera so it's funny because you know we started out i started out with 35 millimeter cameras right you know trail cameras and you know i, I think i i think you probably i was probably the first one to get one you guys got me one for christmas i think one year is how i got my first one and, and i ended up I eventually had like three of them whatever and you know i'd go out there Put them up. You go get them. You run the one hour photo. You sit around waiting for those, and then you get the thing, and it's like you know, pay your money for your photos, and you start looking through them, and be like, leaf, grass, <laughs> you know, you, bird. You, you flip through, yeah, bird, and then like out of twenty four pictures, or however many roll, you know, it's twenty four, thirty five, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, not like digital where you have three hundred pictures through, and you might have one deer, yeah, and it might be like the butt. And you're like, oh, you know, like yeah. there was a deer. I wonder what it was. <laughs> but, I, you know, talking about the deer side and stuff, I remember, you remember that deer that Daniel ended up shooting? Oh, yes. So we had, you know, we had cameras out. Yeah. And finally, like, you know, we put them out early. It was the first time I think we'd ever, like, really got them out early before season. And we got a couple bucks in velvet. And we were all talking about this buck. Oh, my gosh, look at this buck. Look at this buck. Oh, he has an extra kicker here. And we're all excited. Like, we're all talking about this buck. <laughs> We get hunting, and this is right when we start kind of like switching from the just shoot everything. We're you know we're starting to try to you know shoot something that's a little bit bigger. You know we're you know we kind of had an ear width rule, trying to get you know something a little bit a little bit more age. And we're talking about this deer, this one deer, and it makes it through season until youth season. And my cousin shoots it, and I mean it's like a hundred and five inch deer. <laughs> but because of how it looked on the camera, we thought this thing was like. A giant, Huge. yeah. Right. I mean, like, and you know, and then we all like go back and like now. Obviously, you got you know that was probably like a, a four megapixel camera, right? You know, not a you know whatever. Heck, actually, I say four. I think it probably wasn't. It was thirty five millimeters, so it probably was like one, right? You know, so it, it is crazy how they can be. I I love how like, and I I will talk up Cuddy back 
like crazy because those cameras that we got out there now, the new ones that we put out this year, they are they're clear and you can you can adjust the settings. So if you want more pictures and more battery life, then you turn the megapixels down, mm-hmm. which we do because yeah. there's always a ton of deer walking around. Well, and you don't need you don't need. So that's me. Like I've even you know the last few cameras I've bought, and mostly what I use is wild game, just because yep. I get them cheap and I I have I'd rather have I'd rather have five six megapixel wild game cameras out instead of one 20 you know, megapixel 20 megapixel super fast you know and, you know i get the reasons for those and if you can afford those get them yeah you know? but i'd rather have more multiple ones so i can put them out and, and get a more variety in all my spots so and i've said that for a while i've noticed on my cameras where they're lower megapixel still a digital camera and everything i actually usually end up with more get more pictures of deer and better pictures because they're not having to try to, you know, that battery life isn't going for the megapixel. I'm not trying right. to get that good quality picture. And I don't need a good quality picture. No. I mean, yeah, I have some pictures from trail cameras that look really cool. Right. They're neat. I have one this year of a buck chasing a doe, and my camera's actually set up on a trail, so they, they're running at the, the camera. And it, it looks neat. And, I mean, it's a, I don't know, probably an 8 megapixel yep. camera or whatever. It looks awesome. It's, it is more than enough. Like, I, I don't need it to be, you know, like, photo quality paying up on my wall right like we're not we're not photographers we're not putting those game cameras out there to take pictures that we're going to put on the wall right so i mean but it's it's super exciting and it's fun to see what's out there and and you know like for us we just want a, a variety we want to see what kind of deer are coming through there and what what we can put on the hit list or not you know what i mean yeah and so and i know we, we can go down a million or have a holes or whatever but we start off with you know, my first archery hunt. Dad, do you even remember? Do you remember your first archery? Dude? Yes, I wanted to go back to there because my I was lucky enough. I told you about my first gun hunt. The first time I ever went hunting, I got a deer. First time I ever went bow hunting, archery hunting, I got a deer. And the funny part about it is, my uh, dad got a climbing stand, <laughs> and uh, so me and David, my brother, would walk in with him, help him try to put it up. Well. We was laughing so hard at him. We had tears in our eyes. He was getting mad at us. And we got started to, he said, I think I got it from here. And he was about eight foot up in the tree. And we thought, okay. And we just made so much noise. I said, I'm going to go back here. And Dave said, well, I'll go over here. We're not going to see nothing. We just run every deer in the country off. And uh, this was 1993. It was the first time I ever went uh, bow hunting. And so I go back to this. We call it Four Corners. There's four different properties. And I went back there and, and got in this stand. Well, I get up in the stand, you know, and I, I'm kind of excited and uh, sitting there. And all of a sudden, here comes a guy walking up, comes up right up and starts talking to me. And and he uh, sitting there talking to me and... Uh, he says, well, we talk a little bit, trade stories, and said, well, good luck. And he's walking off. And as he's walking off, I see this buck coming. And I shoot this little seven-point buck. Watch it go and fall over. And this guy's standing 20 yards from me. And he comes back and, and helps me get it gutted and stuff. It's, you know, But it was just a, a funny <laughs> deal that he come up there and was talking to me and I shoot this buck. And a, and a buck comes right behind him. Just yeah, no big deal. right behind him. Same trail he just walked in on. That's crazy. That is yeah. wild. 
That's my first first bow buck. See, and like now, now talk about your talk about your favorite. What's your most memorable hunt you've ever done? Mm. I, I mean, I can start off, and really, with that being said, I, I don't have a probably a single favorite hunt. Um, you know, I can break it down to a couple because you know, two of my two of my favorite hunts. I didn't even shoot a deer. Um, you know, I was able to be with my wife when she took her first deer with a rifle. Uh, we, we climbed up in an old windmill. Uh, I don't know, this thing probably 25 feet off the ground, sitting on a, a 2 by 12 that's just, you know, laid up on some metal of this old windmill. Um, we'd seen deer on the way in, and she was trying to get a shot at this deer. I'd laid down and let her try to rest over my back. I had a backpack on, but we had walked a long ways. And so, like, I'm watching this deer. I'm excited. Like, I mean, I'm as excited as if I was going to shoot a deer. And she's trying to shoot this deer. And I'm like, shoot him. And she's like, every time I get on him, then you breathe. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, I breathe. You know, but I was breathing so hard that she couldn't stay steady on him. And it ends up running off. I, I still, to this day, I think it was the same deer that she ends up shooting. Because we go around the corner. We have, you know, another 75 yards. Get in the stand. Get up there. Get all situated. And, you know... Me being me, I, I get the old Primo's can out and man, burp, burp on a grunt call, and I tap her. I'm like, "Get ready, because here they come." And she's like, "Uh huh." And I turn around and look, and I, I mean, I shit you not, like within two minutes, here's this buck walking, and I'm like, "Babe, he's right here," and she doesn't move. And I'm like, "Babe, I'm serious. He's right here," and she like looks out in the field, and she looks over top of the deer because the deer is like 20 yards from us, and we're so high. And I'm like, "No." right here and like i kind of point down and she looks down and you know ends up shooting this buck and you know it was awesome you know she gets her first deer all that and like you know it was just hilarious and then you know another one is i was with my you know i've been with my boy every deer he shot Mm -hmm. and you know you know i can say his first deer was my favorite and it was i mean it was one of them it was really awesome you know we're in a blind he's a little you know little kid with a little single shot 223 a little buck walks up Right at first light, and he shoots it at like seven yards from the blind. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it drops it, and then it keeps it keeps raising his head up and looking. And he's like, "Can I shoot it again?" And I'm like, "Yeah." You see that white patch? He says, "Uh huh." I'm like, "Just aim for that and just shoot him. You know, shoot him in the neck." And he shoots, and when he shoots, it just snaps its head back. I mean, it just you know hits him. And my boy, I I don't know if he was seven or eight at the time. I have to really look, but he he looks at me and goes. I just shot his head off. Because <laughs> <laughs> just snapped it back so so I just like that's the whole the whole day, every time we'd see you know, tell someone like, Yeah, Hunter got his first team like, and I shot his head off. Like, that's, that's all I would say. You know. But even, you know, that being a really fun one, his he shot actually a really nice buck a couple years back. And I was sitting above him. I had you know, I had a stand I put up above him, he was in a liner stand, and I did nothing. You know, I mean I sat there with him, saw some deer, you know, we were talking about him, this buck came out following a doe, and he shoots it, and takes off running, and I'm like, if you can, you can shoot it, and by the time I say shoot, he shoots again, hits it again, and drops it. He put two shots, both double-lung shots, on a deer, the, you know, the second shot, it was it was moving, and right. it was like 200 yards away, and like, you know, like, that one was really excited, he was, you know, excited, it was a good deer, you know, and so, so like, some most of my favorite hunts didn't even involve me. Right. You know, and so other than that, you know, 
for me, my personal favorite hunt, and it's a toss-up, I, you know, two of my biggest bucks, moose, and then my 157-inch eight-point, like, obviously there's a really good deer, and I, and I love the hunts. They were both very lackadaisical hunts. Right. I mean, like, the, the big eight-point, I got my stand, and within 30 minutes, I had him shot. Yep. Like, I was... I was literally putting on all my stuff, and when I put my grunt call on, I grunted, and the deer showed up. Yeah. Like, it was right after daylight. You know, Moose came in right at, you know, dark, and, you know, he came in. I did watch him walk across a bean field, but it was early season, so, like, there wasn't anything, like, really, really that happened. Like, I didn't have to do a lot. So, you know, we talked about it. The the buck I shot last year on camera with my buddy, like, that's one of my favorites. Well, A, because I can watch it, and, like, I can replay it. Right. And, you know... But even just how it played out, we had a good week. You know, we were rattling in deer. We were seeing, you know, we were seeing more deer in the daytime. We were setting long hours, and you know that one just, you know, our stands were literally our seats were touching. Right. So you know, we got to enjoy that together. You know, call him in. You know, him getting excited just as you know as much as I was and watching it. Like that's probably you know from my, my own personal deer. That's probably my favorite. Absolutely. What about you, Doug? Uh, like Doug was saying, also probably my favorites was with with Doug. You know, him shooting his first archery buck, even though I hit it first and it went over there. It, just the excitement for I could tell that he had and I had. That's fun. Uh, and then his brother, my youngest son Jordan, he's his his shooting his first buck going out. I've taken him three or four times, and I was always with him when he shot his bucks. That was that was always exciting. Uh, one of the scariest times was <laughs> I know where this one's going. <laughs> when I, uh, me and a buddy, was over on by the scene where Dougie was saying we've hunted before, and we let Dougie out, and he was going to the same stand he shot that archery buck with, and uh, we got him out. He went to his stand. And we got to the creek, which isn't too far away, and started up and heard a gun go off. And it was still dark. I was shooting a lever action thirty thirty at the time. And <laughs> all I scared me to death, all I did was open the door and yelled, Are you okay? I didn't care if I scared every deer in the country off. You know, and I was so glad to hear his voice. But uh, the lever action, when he went to let the trigger back up, it just slipped and went off. But luckily... It, didn't hit nothing or nobody, you know, maybe a tree or something, but that that was that was scary. Oh yeah, absolutely. That'd be scarier than hell. But uh personally my favorite one, I don't know. Probably yeah, I know which one it is. Uh I was hunting with my brother and my, one of my best friends <laughs> and uh they stood on this fence row all night, I think just basically bullshitting, visiting, and my brother sent me to this stand that he said was back here. (laughs) Still don't know if it was or not. It was like gun season, but it was like 70 degrees. I was walking, walking. I never found it the whole night, sweating. Come back. They said, well, you see anything? I said, no, I never found the stand. (laughs) And I said, have you guys got anything to drink? And uh, I gave me a a beer, and uh, which was what they was probably doing. <laughs> and, but, and I said, no. And I said, you guys seen it? Yeah, I just said, we've been watching them two dogs out there. And I said, where? 
They pointed them out, and I said, it was the middle of the week, I hadn't shot, and I said, I'll shoot one, boom, shot one. My brother crosses the fence, he said, you guys stay there and kind of point me in the right direction. He gets out there, he's hooping and hollering and cussing, this is a big, big buck. <laughs> we didn't even know it had horns, it was a, like a 134-inch uh, ten point, and we thought it was a, they told me it was a doe. <laughs> They've been sitting there watching it all night. So that was probably my most memorable. Yeah. That was from going from way low to way high. Right. Absolutely. And, and that buck, I mean, if both sides would have been the same, it had one really good side. And the other side, they matched perfectly in height. But one side, the main beam took up all the height. So, like, you only had, like, four or five-inch tines on that side. The other side, I mean, it... You know, good, like, I don't know, G2s are probably 11 inches. I mean, it was probably, really, frame-wise, it looked like 150 inches. Yeah. Like, it, it was, you, you know, it scored, like you said, in the 130s. But, like, it was a big, like, how in the world they didn't know it was a buck? Yeah. I, don't, I, I mean, the, the beverages probably helped, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. What about you, Brady? What's, what's your favorite? I don't have very many, so I think my favorite so far, honestly, I do. I know what it is, and it's uh, I have a four-year-old little girl, and I took her out to the ground blind, and we go out there, and I mean, I'm shooting a bow out of a ground blind with a four-year-old, and at the time, she was three, and I was like, oh, this will be fun, and a bobcat, we seen a bobcat lay in the field, and she just wasn't quite tall enough to see, and I didn't want to make too much noise picking her up and putting her on my lap, and bobcat kind of wanders off, and that's that's the buck that we called persimmon. And I think we talked about yeah, it in the pilot. You talked about it a little bit, yeah. And that's like when he goes back in the timber, she like hollers out the damn window, bye, Bubba, love you. And I'm like, oh, shit, we got to go home. But that was honestly the most fun I've had in a ground blind. Like, It's really funny because I remember you talking about it because it made me instantly think about one of the first times I took hunter hunting, we went to a ground blind. Same thing, you know, he was maybe five at the time. I, I don't know. He's young. We go to this ground blind. Uh, it was in the saplings back in front of number one on Vitazine when the Milo field was out there. And really, I was, I was hoping I might get a chance at turkeys. We had, you know, we had a Milo field there, and turkeys always come out and stuff. And, but it, my wife was hunting, so I was like, you know, I'll just take Hunter. You know, we'll go out, and we'll set this ground line. Right. So we go out there, and we sit. You know, I, I take him. You know, I think he had like a little leapfrog-type tablet-type thing at the time. You know, whatever, something that Game Boy, whatever, something to keep him kind of like my original. This buck comes out, this little buck. I mean, I wasn't going to shoot it. Mm-hmm. But it comes out, and so I'm like, Hunter, there's, you know, there's a deer out here and stuff. You know, of course, he stands up. And he's like, where's, where's it at? And I'm like, shh, you got to be quiet. He's like, where is he? I can't see him. I'm like, shh, you got to be quiet. I'm like, he's right there. And, and so he sees him. He's like, oh, oh, yeah. Are you going to shoot him? I'm like, no. He, you know, he, he didn't have four points. I, mean, he, I couldn't shoot him. He right. didn't have four on one side. I'm like, no, I'm not going to shoot him. He goes, okay, I got to pee. <laughs> I'm like, like, right now? I'm like, he's like, yeah. And I'm like, there's a deer out. We can't get out. And he's like, I got to pee. And he just... You know, drops his drawers and he starts peeing, and, and, and we're in Dad's ground blind. And he just pees all over the side of my dad's blind. And we're in there, and this deer's still just out there, and I'm just like, you know, just covered my head, like, oh my goodness. Like, but it, he just couldn't wait. It was like he had to go all of a sudden. Yeah, like, he finally stopped playing this game and realized, like, oh, I gotta pee. It's funny though, because that's, I mean, that's that's the, the sometimes the best times are with your kids or with family members, you know, and it's. It might not even be about the harvesting part. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys being here. That was awesome. 
um, good stories, good times. And, uh, well, for everybody else at home, this is going to be the end. We are not even going to do a Coors Beer Break this episode. We are just going to let the good times roll, and we will work on the next one. But with that being said, I hope everybody has an awesome New Year's. Um, You know, a lot of us are scared to death what 2021 is going to bring. 2020 has been hell, but bring it on. We're here. We're ready. So that being said, everybody, peace out. Have a great, great week, great holiday, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Out in the sticks with the squirrels and the ticks and my 30 on six. I'm running out of Miller Lite trucks and park. The dog won't bark up all hours till dark. Wishing one would walk by. Might as well let my gun in the gun rack. Been here all day. All I killed a 12 pack. Sitting here waiting on a deer. Drinking beer and wasting bullets. Aiming at the empties. Missing hidden pine trees. It ain't my fault. Them cans keep moving. My baby's on the phone saying, baby, come home. Where you been? And what you been? Drinking beer, wasting bullets The only deer I've seen's been John Deere Green That don't mean that I got a raw deal Cause ain't no boss calling me hoss Sticking me off on the edge of this cornfield on my second box of Winchester hundred grains Ain't seen a big buck But it's been a good day Sitting here waiting on a deer Drinking beer and wasting bullets Aiming at the empties Missing hitting pine trees It ain't my fault Them cans keep moving My baby's on the phone saying Baby, come home Where you been? And what you been doing? Well, I Sitting here waiting on a deer, drinking beer and wasting bullets. <laughs>